We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale, coming at you guys from Blue Wire Studios in the Wynn Resort in Las Vegas. It is a big boxing weekend, but we're taking time out to talk pro wrestling. And uh, we've got some good responses from our last show from last week. You know, I had Twitter buzzing a little bit. So today we got to revisit that. We'll be talking about now Jay Cargill signing to the WWE and what that means for her, what that means for her future in WWE, what that means for AEW going forward, and now the rumor mill kind of picking up with other talents over there and seeing if this is going to be just the way it's, you know, pro wrestling is going forward. Are we going to see people going both directions from here on out? Of course, we got to touch on a couple of WWE releases as well because we didn't get to that. All in last week's show, they cut a lot of talent there. Just a couple more names came out after that that we'll touch on. And then two pay-per-views to preview. AEW, Wrestle Dream, NXT, No Mercy. And we'll talk a little bit about main roster on our way to Fastlane. Two or three things to touch on there. So, Dre, damn, it's packed in pro wrestling. But it always is. Jade's the headline. Of course she's there. Now that she's signed. Last week, we did, like, a lot of hypotheticals. What does this mean? If she goes, how can they make her stay? Why she would go? And the responses have been great. One question that really took off, which people are very weird about, is what do you mean can they have two black women on the main roster Yeah. at the same time? They're like, oh, did you guys not see WrestleMania with Sasha not the same and Bianca? It's not the same thing. And by the way, Sasha was gone three months after that. So, if anything, you're proving our point. Yep. Because Bianca reached her zenith, and then they forgot how to book Sasha. They forgot about the tag team titles, all that good stuff. Her and Naomi put the belts on the table, and Sasha is now Mercedes, Mercedes Monet, and being featured in random-ass pay-per-views and in Trinity's the crowd. Too. Trinity's gone in Impact. She's Impact champion. So, if you want to know why we're asking the question, that's example A. Example B. Trinity's gone, a prominent black woman in that promotion for years. Sasha, who worked her way up from NXT, homegrown, gone, lost them both. 
And it's it happens to a lot of women on that roster, and they, others figure out their way through. But they have problems booking more than one person at the top, more than two people at the top, shoehorning and forcing Charlotte Flair to the top, which then leaves less spots when you have these women who are very deserving of at least having good feuds, good spots on the card. And I think, and I'll defend this all day, it was a valid question because it may seem easy. Like, of course they do. Yeah, they're nothing the same. And I explained how they weren't the same. But it's one of those things, we can't be ignorant to the fact that WWE doesn't have a great track record of having, let alone one black talent at the top of the card and in a prominent position, let alone two. Yeah. All right, so let's start with this, right? Like, they didn't, this is going to sound crazy to some people, but they didn't sign Jade just to be a wrestler. They signed Jade to be a star, right? And that's the, the, the zenith of this conversation is, can there be two stars? Meaning, like, Sasha was a wrestler who became a star. They signed, like, when Sasha was in NXT with... Bailey and Becky and Charlotte, she was a wrestler. She's always been a wrestler. Mandalorian came about, and now she's a star outside of it. They didn't sign Jade as a wrestler. They signed her as a star. So when the conversation starts, it's like, those people are like, oh, you're pitting black people against each other. No, I'm not. What I'm saying is, I know what goes on behind the scenes at any company. This isn't just pro wrestling. This is anywhere. When you have two black people in the same room, it's, do you have the personnel to push them both? and not step on each other's toes. And that's going to be the challenge for Jade and Bianca. So let's just say there's a, a situation where they want, they, let's say Black Panther 3 comes out. Are they going to send them both there? Are they going to send one of them there? Do they know how to split them up and have them do different things? That's the challenge. Because Jade has made it clear in multiple interviews, like she wants to be a star. When she dressed up as Storm, and that's the, the, the one crazy on Instagram, she wants to be Storm. So you got to put her in a position to be Storm, and you can't make it a either or. It's an and, right? So they got they have to figure out a way to make them both stars and keep them there. And the day, whenever it happens, the day that Bianca and Jade wrestle is going to be an event. Oh yeah, that got to be a mania match. Yeah, and that's like two years from now. Yeah, right. No, there's no need to rush it. There's no there's no hurry. You still got Rhea, and you still got to do great things with her. And, and I asked this because when I, when we talked about it before. They know how to push multiple white women, right? Like, they know how to deal with Becky. They know how to deal with Charlotte. Somewhat. Right? Becky has her gripes. Of course she has her gripes. But, but they, they know they each have a lane. And if you ask anybody, well, how many black women do they have on the roster right now? What's the answer? Who's on, how many black women are on the main roster? Thank you. There's one. And that's crazy. Now, through NXT, they started funneling. There's more black women coming through the pipeline. Jakara. Like, there's a few of them there, but it's only one black woman on the main roster. And Bianca's done everything. And I don't want it to be a situation where they take any opportunities from her to give to Jade. Jade has her own thing. Like, they should be able to push them both. The Rock and Stone Cold were stars. They didn't have to step on each other's toes. Like, they can, they can go separate. They can do their own separate thing. When they finally meet, if they keep Bianca where she's at and if Jay becomes a star that we think she's going to be, that's like a WrestleMania main event. I will make the argument that Jade is – somebody said this on my Twitter. I thought it was weird. We were talking about she's too big for NXT. And someone was like, well, they had a lot of big names that come through NXT. No, 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 no. Those names that came through NXT that were big were wrestling big, right? Yeah. Kevin Owens was wrestling big. Uh, like Nakamura. 
wrestling big. Yeah. In our circle Samoa big. Samoa Joe. <laughs> yeah. In our, Jade ain't wrestling big. She was on the main channel at ESPN with the interview with Mark. Right? Like, she's, they rolled out the red carpet for her. She's a big deal. But they didn't sign her to be a wrestler. They signed her to be a star. She's going to be a star as long as they handle her right. The question is, how do they book her for the next year? And I'm in no rush to see her make her debut. Like, some people like, Survivor Series. Like, why would you do that? Makes no sense. Put her in the PC. Let her get her reps there off television. And then when she debuts, make it a big deal. But right now, she didn't get enough reps in AEW. Like, she didn't. And I want to circle back to this, and then we'll, we'll talk about everything else. I came to the realization when I was thinking about it, as Jay made her departure and signed with WWE, I realized, like, there was nothing Tony could do about this. Like, Tony made mistakes, right? He's made mistakes with the women's division. It hasn't been great. But Jade was so much bigger than his company could handle, right? Like, he, even if he, he wanted to, he didn't put the personnel in place to push Jade to the moon. Also, I don't think he's necessarily interested in, like, outside, like, yeah, eyeballs. Not yet. Yeah, that's... It's not his thing. Wrestling is his thing. That's fair. I still wouldn't have lost Jade. I would have found a way to keep her. But when you look at Jade, as soon as she shows to the PC and she's walking... Hunter, WWE, ESPN, I'll make this announcement. You realize, like, she probably should have been here all along. Like, this is where she needs to be. And unfortunately for Tony, like, you built her. Yep. You couldn't keep her. There was no, there was, there was a ceiling on how high she could go in that company. And you didn't make it any better, through your fault or not, by not really giving her the reps and not putting her in that main title picture at some point. That, that was a mistake. But the way they did book her was much like Goldberg. Right. So she had to squash people. And that's dangerous. It's tough because you don't get long matches to build refs. So it's one of those things where it, it's the case we see it in many sports. We see it in football all the time where it's just like, yo, if you blow everyone out and say you play in the Pac-12 before this year and yeah. you were like a dominant team, you blow everybody out. Gonzaga in basketball is this. Every, every year. year, yeah. They run through their conference. They have like one or two losses. Blow everybody out. You get to the tournament, and it's like, okay, do it. Face Duke. Face Kentucky. Face Kansas. And they'll make it a couple rounds and then collapse. And it's just like, yeah, you're not battle-tested. You don't have those reps right. of real game-time clutch moments. Yeah. What plays are you calling down to with a minute left? You don't have those real-time reps. You can only do so much in practice. Yeah. And they didn't give her those reps because of how she was booked. And by the time we just saw her wrestle Statlander, it was like, oh, shit, they gave her a real match. It's not horrible. Yeah, but it's too late. <laughs> yeah, it's too late. It's a wrap. And she could have been doing that. And when she dropped the title, I understand she needed some time off. But, yeah, there was no plan to elevate her. And when WWE's out there and – you know her interest and the look and everything. You can't really slow play everyone. No, not her. Not You can't slow play her. It's impossible. They slow play a lot of people. Yeah. And, and it works out a, a lot in AEW. But see, that, that's cool. You can't slow play everyone. They are wrestlers, right? And especially the men. So Adam Cole, they've slow played him. And we'll talk about Adam Cole and his injury and all that stuff later. But Also, probably not the greatest thing. Adam Cole got slow played. I mean, they've slow played Starks. They, they didn't immediately put the title on a lot of people. Eddie Kingston gets slow played. Uh, they ramp up. Jay but, White's currently getting. Yeah, but the women's division is thin. You don't have time. And what are you doing with Willow? 
Like, what are you doing? Like, you have women on that roster that could work. Athena's crushing in an ROH. No one can see it. Nobody can see it. Like, she got nobody... a whole fucking faction that's doing great on YouTube. They're funny. I've watched their YouTube. Stuff. And you have to figure out a way, again, with Tony, you have to figure out a way to give women time outside of Britt Baker. I, I don't need everything centralized around Britt Baker. It doesn't make sense with Soraya. That's cool. You got them, but you have other women. Now I feel like they're doing a little bit of a focus on Julia Hart, which is cool. But Jade was an entity, right? Like, and it's the little things you can notice. When she was like, I don't do that karate shit, bitch. Like, that was a bar. And that was like, you take that and run it to the moon. But they didn't give her enough reps. They didn't push her in the mainstream like they needed to because they probably didn't know how. And even when you have the TNT-Warner relationship, like, she should have been at NBA games. She should have been at events. She should have been representing the company everywhere. And they didn't have the personnel to do that. And I, I said, they're like a mom and pop shop with a million dollars, and they're still hiring their friends. They got to get out of that. WWE has the infrastructure. But the challenge is, are there enough people in that company that know how to market more than one black woman? Yeah. And people's like, it's 2023. Of course they do. No. 2023 don't mean shit. The problem is, is what you said, is do you not market a black woman, right? Because they'll market her. Uh, and they did this with The Rock, which is very different, because she looks like a star. And they'll just market you as racially ambiguous, right? Like, even John Cena, even though he's white, yeah, he's kind of marketed as, it doesn't matter. Kids like him. Like, they, they didn't put him in a box necessarily to feed into a certain culture and send him to shit for that culture, right? Like, they never did that. They, they market everyone pretty ambiguously. The stuff I've seen, like Big E going and, they send him to, like, game day and all this. Like, that's ambiguous. Him doing shit for the culture. It's like, hey, Dre, I want to do it. And then you guys team up and you, us. you send yeah. him shit where it's like, oh, okay, black people are there. And like, oh, cool, you make the connection. Do you, yeah, they can send Jade to anything willy-nilly. She'll stand out. But are you going to send her places, like, not necessarily that she has to go to, like, the BET Awards, but... Are you going to send her to be around Megan the Stout? Are you going to send her to be around Cardi B? Are yeah. you going to send her places in the culture that makes her huge? Or are you going to send her to a Taylor Swift concert? And you can't do that because... It's very different. You know, I could just speak from experience. I sat on a panel with Jay Cargill, and I moderated a panel with her. She's black. She's a black woman. Like, when I, when I said it on the show before, like, her and Bianca are very similar people. They are very... They're very similar. They're both, they're both nice women... But they're both very much about the culture that they're in. Like, we just saw Bianca with her interest at WrestleMania with the little girls from Compton. Yep. Jay's interest was an AK interest at Double or Nothing. They are very much about their culture. And that's what I mean. Is there somebody there? And I know there's somebody there. Tavia Hartley. I'll shout out to her because Tavia is amazing. If you don't know who she is, find her on social media. She's the greatest thing that happened in WWE in terms of handling minorities in that business. But you got to make sure she handles this because... If Jay Cargill wants to, like, Drake is one thing. Like, I'm just using an example. Drake is everybody's people, right? But if she wants to do something with, like, Jada Kiss, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, that you have to have somebody that understands that lane. And I don't know, like, WWE, you can shoot big all you want. But at a certain point, because Bianca's the same way. Bianca was on this show, said, I want to do BAPS. Yep. Right? I can guarantee you. That 80% of the company at WWE right now no has no is. idea what BAPS is. But that's what Bianca wants to do. Yep. So you need to get somebody that can put her in that spot to succeed. Because the reality is, 
Bianca, Cardi B, and Babs, let's make money. Let's do it. Now, if Jay says she wants to do Stomp the Yard, I don't know what she wants to do, but if she wants to do something black, you have to have somebody that draws those connections. If she wants to do Grownish, or if she wants to do Young Love, if she wants to do any of those shows, if she, you know, whatever it is, rap shit. You got to have somebody that knows how to make those calls. Because you got to build a base. You have to build a community and around these women. That's, that's the key. Like, people remember, Beyonce is Beyonce now, and that's great. Everybody loved Beyonce, and they dress up in silver, look like fucking 10 men, and go to these concerts. But, like, first time I saw Beyonce, outside of a music video, was on Smart Guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, just in terms of, like, yo, we wanted to branch out, like, Destiny's Child is more than just these. They were on Smart Guy. And Smart Guy was on some, like, yo, this is good. It's teenage, but it's, like, kind of, like, hip type shit. And, like, it's for, like, black people, and they understand and made a connection. And it was like, all right, cool. Like, can they get on a show, like, grown-ish, where she shows up in her AKA stuff? And that's a bigger audience. And then you bring her into these little things, much like uh, we had Leonard Ellerby on our show earlier in the week. He's like, yo, this is what I do. Yeah. I know how to market black people in in places and then they become massive stars to everyone but he builds a base we say it all the time there's no country there's not for black people there's like no it, country for black people anything no so it's one of those things like you have to foster that yes. and build that so they take that wherever because as ambiguous as they tried to make the rock and they did when he got free of that he leaned into the samoan culture yeah he, he's in Moana, he's the star of that. Like, he knows where his base is. In the Fast and Furious movies, they're doing a fucking haka. Like, he has a base that follows him. And yeah. he needs that base. But the rock can pass. The rock can rock into a room and people are like, I don't know what he is. Yeah, that's true. Jade can't walk into a room. You know what Jade Cargill is. You know what Bianca Belair are. They are both very strong black women. And they're very strong black women who are very much about the culture. And it's like, again, you have to put them in positions to succeed. And that is going to be the challenge WWE is going to have. And if they, they need to fulfill it without making sure that they put them against each other. Yeah. And I don't mean against each other in the ring. I mean backstage where they feel like, oh, I didn't get this opportunity because you gave it to Jade. Yeah. No, it needs to feel like, oh, you can do this because I can guarantee you. If you call Jade or Bianca and was like, you want to go to the BET Awards? They're going to both say, yeah. And you can send them both. Exactly. Like, if, if you're a black person at your job and you say you've never, in any job, and you've worked jobs in your life, and you can honestly say you've never been in a room where you've looked around and been like, yo, it's me, it's one other black person, they're going to promote one. Yep. Or like, yo, there's, there's an opportunity and they need, like, they need diversity. Yeah. And it's just like, fuck, they're only taking one of us. Just because they, they need to promote that they have diversity or everything, company retreat, or you're going with executives to something to speak, and they need diversity. Like, oh, shit, they're only taking one. And that's like a horrible feeling. It is. Because now you're all racing for one seat, and that's what it shouldn't be. And if you can say, honestly, you've never been in that situation, then great. I mean, you're lucky. You're very lucky. Because as you move up, that situation occurs a lot. Hey. And that's where we see people get, like, underhanded shit and talking stuff and the crabs in a barrel mentality. And that's something we're trying to get away from as a culture. And you have to have these hard discussions publicly because that shit is real. It's not made up for no reason. It's because they gave us one spot. I was like, here, race for it. Yeah, I've I've spent my entirety of my career in rooms with people that didn't look like me. 
right? And it, even early in this podcast, I said, I made it very clear, like, you need one black person in the room to say, no, that ain't it. But after that one person says, no, that's not it, you got to open the door for others. And, you know, as we talk about, like, boxing, pro wrestling, and MMA, there was a time that it was me, right? Before I met you, there was me. Yeah. And, you know, who else was there? Tim Smith, who was now the head of PBC. Franklin, and you know, Lem, but they were all older. There was nobody my age covering boxing. Nobody. The and, door didn't open a lot. No. For, but for it was younger black people. And a lot of people get really territorial about where they are. Now, I'm not saying this is going to happen to Jade and Bianca, but I'm saying the situation is there's an atmosphere that's created that makes people feel like there's a show on Hulu right now called The Other Black Woman about two black women at, at a job where one of them feels like, oh shit, there's competition. It shouldn't be like that. Is that what it's about? Yeah. It was very hard to know from like the little previews, but that should look good. Yeah. But black people don't have that issue. They go to work. And they don't go competition. Because there's like 10 of them in the room. Maybe some white women. White Maybe, women like, that's about it. Yeah, you go but to that's like a, a minority group. level. It's a yeah, minority you're, group. You're a minority right? group. Yes. They, they put your ass right. In, as soon as you're in a minority group, they're like, yo, one, one you, woman. One of you, one of you, one, one of you, you, one of you. That's it. 37 white Just people. to check off the box. <laughs> that's it. Right. So it's yeah, like. It's like, fuck. There's like five of us here they could choose from. So women's wrestling is just now taking off. Really. Like people was like, yo, it's been around forever. No, 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 no. In WWE, women's wrestling wasn't a thing until not even a decade ago when NXT became a thing. They were divas. Yeah, they were divas. And the focus wasn't on wrestling. And the four horse women brought that emphasis into NXT, and now women's wrestling is a thing. But now you have women's wrestling a thing. Now it's a new thing. It's like, oh, well, we need black women wrestlers and Latino women wrestlers. And they're doing that, but you have to make sure you put them in, in spots to succeed, and I just want to make sure they do that. Case in point. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez has the look. Yeah. There's nobody there that understands how to book her. No, and she looks ridiculous. She, and Go like, out there, flex your back muscles. That's, that's ambiguity. Yeah. That's, yo, you have big back muscles. That's all we know what to do. It's corny. That's go, what it is. Go out there, flex your back muscles. No. They, they got lucky with Dom. Yeah. Because it's not that they knew, like, yo, it's cool, we can embrace his masculine heritage because they fucked up on plenty of Mexican wrestlers beforehand. They knew we have Eddie, we have Ray, we had this like weird contract signing match where we don't know who your dad is. So we'll lean in and you're not getting over his race, son. We'll just give you everything Eddie did. And uh, lean into that character. Take some shit from over there. Then he becomes Dirty Dom. He goes to jail real quick. All this stuff. And then he gets to play up his Mexican side. He has the fucking... Bessel blew my haircut now with the mullet and all this stuff. And people blew him to high heaven because he took a lot of those same lie, cheat, and steal principles from Eddie. And they were able to, like, adapt that. And it's cool. It gets to kind of be himself. That was sheer luck. Yeah. Because outside of that, and you having some lineage, Samoan dynasty, now the bloodline. It's like, all right. I don't know how the Usos did it. We got to have them on the show one day. Yeah. And they just got fed up. And I was like, you know, fuck this. Like, no. We're not going to do everything you made my uncle do, my dad do, everybody else back then. No, we're from the Bay. Yeah. We hood. It's the Uso Penitentiary. We're wearing Jordans. And they're just like, That was really? when they were white forces. They were wearing all black with white forces. Force. And then they were red forces. And I was like, I, I've always said, like, the first time I interviewed the Usos, I was like, they're blacker than me. Yo, I was like, oh, my God. Like, how did they let you be you? Like, how did that meeting go? Because you have riders, you have, when it was just like, yo, I'm, I'm fed up with this shit. No, I'm not going to be either 
childish and just paint my face with neon colors because you think kids like that. And I'm not going to be a stereotypical Samoan that you guys have had here for years. And they made them do the haka every time they came out and shit. Yeah, things that, guys, they weren't headbutting people. Yeah, oh like, it was just a kid-friendly version of that. They're like, well, let you be baby faces, but still, we're going to find, like, really baby face shit that Samoans do. You guys got to do that. Uh, no. When it was, it was like, no, I'm fed up with this shit. This is who we are. And anyone can be this. Uso Penitentiary is crime time. But you don't got to be black to be crime time. No. Like, no. We can be Samoan and be crime time. Like, this is who we... Like, it's a gimmick not based on a culture. Yeah. It is a gimmick. And... They were one of the only acts I really saw that really transcended. And New Day, of course. Oh. Where New Day was like, yo, we're black. But this, and they try to make them church people. Yeah. Because uh, it's a black thing. And they're like, no. When we lean into the rainbow colors and the kids and the unicorns and the anime shit and the cartoon, and that's part of our personalities, that's a gimmick. We've yeah. seen people have this gimmick. Black people can have the, It's just a gimmick. It doesn't matter what you are to have that gimmick. We can get it over. And then they got it over. Man, I have to, I'm going to be real transparent. He might get mad at me about this. But uh, so I was having a conversation. We were thinking, I was just talking about black wrestlers and doing right by Jade with uh, Big E. And I asked him, facetiously, because I know the answer to the, this question. I was like, you think if it wasn't for y'all, would Jade get signed if it wasn't for the New Day? He's like, what are you talking about? Because E's never going to take credit. Woods, Kofi, they're not going to take credit for this. But if it wasn't for the New Day, Bianca wouldn't be here. If it wasn't for the New Day, like the New Day, I had an interview with Ricochet talking about how much they opened the doors to, for an influx of black talent to not be pigeonholed, right? So now you have the floodgates open for black talent. And in the past like four to five years, we saw people was like, oh, look at all the black champions. This doesn't happen without the New Day. And, you know, the watershed moment is Kofi winning the title and the impact it had on the community and how black wrestling Twitter reacted to it. And then how we looked at black wrestling Twitter and wrestlers emerging from that and how everybody is now it's crazy to think that a black wrestler is a champion. That was not a thing 10 years ago. No, like he it sounds like a, a ridiculous question to ask E, right? Like on the surface. But if people really sit down, they're like, yo, no, you have a really good point. Because E and Kofi are one of a handful of black champions. I think they're 50%. They are. That this company has ever had. The main champion, like E, Kofi, if you want to count The Rock. Sure. And Lashley. Lashley. That's it. That's it, right? I'm, I'm pretty sure. Four and, WWE And I champions. gave you Booker. Yeah. And I mean, he if held you wanted a different to. belt. Yeah, he didn't, he, he didn't help the main. Like, no, but I, I'm giving you Booker. So there are two and so of five. And two of them were in the same faction. Yep. And then three of them, those three had the tag team time, the longest reign until the Usos. And they did it without being pigeonholed into anything. What did the other three have to do to win the title? Easy answer. What? They had to be heels. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's, if yeah. anything the New Day can be attributed to is you can be a black baby face yes. and be world champion. Because people say whatever you want. Cool, black people ascended beforehand. All the, You always had to be a heel first. Okay, cool. The Rock went back and forth after. He had to be a heel first yeah. to get there. There is no you're a nice guy, black person, woman or man, and getting this belt. No. You are a heel. 
and the new day changed. So when you say there'll be no Bianca, you're damn right because Bianca was a babyface through and through, yeah. won that belt. That shit wasn't possible before the new day. Kofi, eat like it just wasn't there. It didn't exist because they were like, how could a black person be liked universally? It was the turning point because the new day started off as heels yep. with the church gimmick, and they got themselves over, and then they created an atmosphere where it was like, oh, I can like anime, and I can like you know cereal. It, yeah, I can Pancake. like. Pancakes, cereal, uh, anime, cartoons, video games. Like, E, I just, I remember all the times, like, on paying homage to Blue and Exiles Blow to Heavens on my ring gear. And for the seven people that got it, it meant a lot to us, right? Yeah. Or the Fuji. I don't, did he do the Fuji? He did Fuji's. Okay. Whew, I didn't want to put that out there because he had, there was other plans that we had for like album covers yeah. for No, ring no, he gear. did Fuji. Okay. Whew. Not blowing a spot. But <laughs> there was always this paying homage to something that, a small group of people will understand. If other people don't get it, it'll be like dope gear. But we got it. And it meant a lot to us. So then when you see Bianca with the pony sale, and now they signed Jade, and it's like, yo, the, the, it's still in its very infant stages. And it's always the, like, what people don't understand is society as a whole, especially in American culture. When I listen to these people say it's 2023, we're on equal playing fields. No, you had a 400 fucking year head start. And in pro wrestling, it was almost 100 years. And now black people are finally at the table. Ain't been a decade yet. Kofi Mania happened four years ago. Four years ago. That's it? 2019. That's when we were in New York. Wow. Four years ago, that's when that happened. Wow, it was a wedding anniversary weekend. Four. Damn, that's quick. Think about that. Four years ago, prior to that, there was no, like he was African-born champion. Now, I decided to put African because The Rock was never celebrated as a black champion. He just happened to be black and Samoan. And it, but they never leaned into like it. Make a deal. Yeah, it was no. never a thing because him, like Vin Diesel, can get away with it. Like Mariah Carey, you could play both sides of the fence. E and Kofi can't play those sides of the fences. Woods can't play those sides of the fences. Jade and Bianca, they're black. And there's no getting away from it. Lastly, too, even though it was crazy, I saw him on Latino. He's Dominican. Yeah, I was like, wait, wait. Knew. It makes sense. I, I never Dominican knew this. Yeah, like when you look at it, it's like, yeah, hey, yeah. Bobby. Okay, yeah, cool. Okay, I get it. Uh, but the. These men have celebrated themselves as African-Americans or black wrestlers. And Bianca showed up on the scene was like, y'all want these little girls from Compton. I want this HBCU band. None of this happens without the New Day. And I think anybody who's watched pro wrestling will know it. If anybody wants to deny you're just fucking lying to yourself. If it wasn't for the New Day, Jade wouldn't be in the WWE. Yeah, people right act like there's a long storied history it's of, not. of high-level celebrated black athletes in the WWE. It's... It is not a thing. It's relatively new. Three of the five people we just named as champions, and Booker T is a stretch of it, happened. You count Mark Henry, too, if you want. Sure. So we got six. Three of them happened post-2019. Yes. In the past four years, three of them happened. Yes. Before then, the earliest, starting with The Rock, 2000? Yeah. They've all happened the turn of this century. We're about to be at WrestleMania 40. In the past 25 years, yeah. all of them have happened. And if you're counting the main belt, it took The Rock to Kofi, which is about 20 years. And to be clear, that's black men, because black women, you had Sasha and Bianca. Sure. Yeah. I mean, but, but Sasha was, I guess, a little bit before Kofi. Yeah. But there hasn't been a run of them either. No. Hasn't been a run of black women. In Trinity. Trinity, Sasha, yeah. Bianca, and I feel like one of the old school, like, um, 
I feel like Alicia Fox. I Alicia like Fox title. might have had I don't like the Divas, Divas I don't count anything that was Divas. I don't count. They'll fuck you up for dishonoring Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox now has like a wild cult following. It's cool. Like she, like she did her thing, but it, again, it was the emphasis wasn't on yeah. pro wrestling, right? It was on Divas. Yeah, and you know, shout out to them. Like they broke, like Trish Stratus broke, and, and Lita broke down a lot of doors with that shit. And it's crazy. Like now that they signed Jade, women's wrestling has come so far. Because you've had like the Bella Twins, you've had Trish, you have Lita, now you have Bianca, and you have Becky. And it's funny because if you look at the next wave of NXT women that are coming up, they're like all these athletic women that 15 years ago would have been like pro wrestling. What? Like there is a wave of women, athletic, strong, beautiful women that are coming through NXT. And shout out to Hunter because if it wasn't for Triple H and NXT, we wouldn't be here. I mean, it was always, and I understand, like, Japanese women's wrestling has never fallen. Oh, ever. Like, that shit's Stardom, been great forever, ever. Yeah. But it wasn't mainstream or transcendent. When you got yeah. to, like, the mainstream, I think there's a video going around on, like, Twitter every now and then. It resurfaces, like, every couple months of, like, WWE women's wrestling, when it was WWF in, like, 91 through, like, 95. Big track. And, no, the shit was great. What? Like 91, 95? Like they had wild ass WWE well, women's matches. So they would do, okay, yeah. But no one knew. Yeah, they would do Medusa and like Asha Kong and like some random match. And it, unless you were a tape trader, yeah. you had no idea who these people were. Zero. But they just like wet, let random women just tear the house down every yeah. now and then. And then like 95 hit, and then women just went away. And then 98 hit in like Attitude Era. And they were yeah. like puppies. Everybody's got boners now. And that's, and it just went. To full blown misogynistic, like just really horny teenage yeah. shit from a grown ass man running the company. Yeah. And, and and shout out to Impact because I can't forget, like Impact really started this stuff stateside. Yeah, like the Knockouts division with Awesome Kong and Gail Kim, like they really smoked it. But now it's like in the mainstream, we are seeing it flourish, and now Jade has a chance to elevate it even further. And signing her is like now because I mean, look, man, I don't care what anybody says. Who's a big? Who has a bigger star potential, male or female, than Jay Cargill? It's tough. I mean, it's when you look at someone who looks like The Rock, when you look at someone who looks like John Cena, right? There's only so many people on this earth walking that look like that. So when you put them in Hollywood, oh, this makes sense. Like, who looks like an action star? Like, who looks like a movie star? Only so many people can look like that. Uh, everyone knows I'm a Sasha Banks stan, now Mercedes Monet stan. And, like, that, that's great, and she looks like a million, but she's tiny. Yeah. So what she did in Star Wars was amazing, but still, like, her roles, we haven't seen her in a million different type of roles because if she walks into a room, you wouldn't necessarily know she's a movie star. Oh, look at this girl. Yeah. A little girl. And, and it's, she looks great, but, like, she has to really work for her roles yeah. and everything. And... When The Rock walks into a room, it's like, oh, that guy looks different. He's huge. You, like Cena, he walks into a room, he looks different. So when he's funny, it's like, oh, that's shocking. Or every, you can put people in those roles and look like they're going to be movie stars. Um, Charlotte looks great for wrestling. Yeah. You know, like she looks like a wrestler still. Um, Becky looks like a wrestler still. Like Bailey, look, they're stars in wrestling. You're not going to put them in a random room and be like, that's a movie star. No. Ain't nobody turning heads like no. Jay Cargill. Jade, you put in a room. Like she's a wrestler. Yeah, it's like, she doesn't look like a like she's buff and built. No, she's um she looks more like a movie star. Yeah, she doesn't look real. 
She does it. She looks like when we first saw. I remember the first time I saw Jade on Instagram. Before I knew she was a wrestler, I was like, "Who is this? Like, is this airbrushed? Like, what? It, oh, it's real." And then they sign, and you know, I, I'm sure Cody's gonna have to come out and say something soon. This has a lot to do with Cody Rhodes. I don't care what anybody says because Cody and Brandy brought Jade over to AEW. Yeah, like they had a lot to do with it. I, I'm sure they had conversation with Jade to get her over to WWE, but it's like. That woman walks into a room and it's like not disrespecting any other woman on the roster, but everybody goes, who is that? Her build, again, her build, her look, everything about her screams star. And you don't get that very often. Tony got lucky. Tony kind of AEW got lucky they had that kind of a woman. But really quick, they realized like, we can't handle this. This is out of our league. They weren't ready for what Jade wanted. They couldn't do it now. And I know they, you know, maybe four years from now, but Jay ain't got time for the wait for that. Even no. though Jay's like, I don't even, is she 30? 31, they say. <sighs> like, you ain't got time to waste with Jay. You get her in that PC, and that's the other thing. They don't have the infrastructure yeah. to make her a better wrestler. They don't do house shows. They don't do, they don't do enough. They try, and they have good minds in there. And, like, yeah, she worked with great. Brian Danielson and that's everything. Great. But it's not, it's practice reps. Yeah. It's not game rep. No, like Jade is going to work in the PC on untelevised matches. Like she is going to get better because that you have the best in the world there, but you have reps. People can go back when we talked about Bianca when she was in NXT. She needed reps. And she was, yeah, going and failing against uh, Shayna. Shayna trying to get the belt and all this stuff. And she had some matches and we we're like, but that match didn't hit. Or like, yeah. there's a lot of botches in this match. And like, she needs reps. Like, she has to become a better wrestler because everything else will click. And then by the time she reached the main roster, it's like, oh, no, well, now she can go. And then now she's carrying a match, and now she hasn't had a bad match in three no. or four. And she's, again, you lean into something, somebody's strength. Like, oh, you look at Bianca, she's another one. She walks in the room, like, who's that? I remember the first time I saw her, I was like, what are they going to do with her? Like, yep. she looks incredible. But then they realize, oh, this girl can, like, deadlift everybody, right? And, you know, the moment from WrestleMania is her catching Sasha, rolling through Gorilla pressing her, walking up the stairs and throwing her back in the ring. I was like, oh, forget about it. Yep. This match is a classic. Like, she's, this is, this, is, this is Mercedes to Bianca, but it doesn't need to go from Bianca to Jade. It can be Bianca and Jade. And that's what I hope they do with WWE. Yeah, definitely. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Indeed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I guess AEW would be like the next thing before we go full WWE. With AEW, we've had a couple of releases this past week from WWE. A lot of people would say not like too many major releases, but two of them were. And just want to pick your brain on if these guys will be AEW. The first one, Matt Riddle. No. You don't see Matt Riddle? Absolutely not. Matt Riddle needs to work on Matt Riddle. Uh, yeah. Someone today on my feed was like, hey, you see the Matt Riddle, uh, his new default pick or whatever, his new pick on Twitter? And I was just like, shit, I got to look at his profile image. And I went, and it's just him in, like, a banana hammock, fucking on the beach, high as hell as Matt Riddle. And I was just like, you know what? Sooner or later, your gimmick got to be more than being hot. And progressively, you get more and more hot. Looks a little more than weed hot. So it's just like, bro, you got to do something else. But that doesn't mean he can't wrestle and he's still mad. He ain't going to AEW. That's, he, what you just said is true. Matt Riddle needs to work on Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle didn't get released because it was budget cuts. Matt Riddle got released because there was a bunch of other shit going on in his life. And if you're AEW, you can't manage that type of personality right now. You need that man to get whatever help he needs to get out of whatever situation he's in because there was a time that we said it. He can't miss, but he ruined himself. Yeah. So, no, Matt Riddle will not be an AEW. Impact Matt Riddle. <laughs> I don't even know if Impact wants that. I think Impact, to me, has a structure yeah, but where they can get him help. You don't want bad PR from a guy who has no, no. issues like You got to sign him and stash him and get him help. Yeah. And then bring him and debut him once you think he's he, he somewhat right. He needs to stay home for a while. He needs to get himself together. Look, look, look man, we ain't heard from Marty Skrull in years. Yeah. And I'm not saying that what Matt Riddle did parallels Marty Skrull with underage girls, but once you're kicked out of the, the wrestling club, it's going to take you a long-ass time to get back. And I don't know if Riddle can get back into the good graces. I don't know if he cares to. Because I'm sure he made decent money at WWE. Does he even want to wrestle? I think so. I mean, I don't know what else he would do. Nothing. It appears uh, on Twitter, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm counting down. I think it's a bro OG coming back or Riddle OG. Wrestlers are weirdos. Like for the most part, for you to get slammed on your head for a living, you gotta be, be different. Normal. You gotta be a little bit wired a little bit differently. So of course he's gonna promote himself. I'm just I'm not sure if I'm a promoter, if I'm a big promoter, if I'm Tony Khan, it's like, do I want to bring that in my locker room right now? Yeah, his locker room's a little volatile. Yeah, it's like not right now. Don't I rock the boat. No, not not him. Someone who will steady the locker room. Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler's an interesting one because Dolph. Dolph has had such an interesting career. 20 years with the company, but concussions ruined him as a champion, yeah. right? To this day, is probably the, the biggest pop the day after WrestleMania for winning the title, beating Alberto Del Rio. And he can go. There's never been a time where we was like, oh, Dolph Ziggler can't wrestle. No. He can go. Get and Mike, he's been around the business long enough that if Tony wanted to sign him, he probably could stabilize some things in that locker room. And then he could just go out and have some great matches. The problem with AEW, as we know, is like, they got a lot of talent over there. 
And if you bring in Dolph and you haven't, because like Miro's kind of not doing anything right now. Yeah. And I, I won't even count Miro because he's an old WWE guy. But Hobbs, okay. Andrade, I'm not the old WWE. But, yeah, it's like, like, but Roosh, we haven't seen. Like, if you bring in another guy, you got to immediately put him in the mix. And as great as Dolph versus Kenny Omega may be, and as great as we can have these matches, do you really want to sacrifice somebody else on the roster? Because they have a time issue. They have all this television time, but I don't feel like they're maximizing it, right? Like, I don't feel like they're using Hobbs like they should be using Hobbs. I don't feel like, uh, like, I mean, yeah, we got the Orange Cassidy thing. And like, they're finally moving around with Hook. But if you get somebody else in there, he's got to be in a prominent position. Yeah. So maybe you sign him. But I'm very curious if AEW is like, hey, Edge, what are you doing? I think, again, he's a guy you can sign. He's really not going to, like, shake up it's a or big deal. take anyone's spot. Yeah, no, I think it's a great sign. But he's a guy where he's not going to come in and someone's going to clamor for him to become champion. No, no. It's much like Christian Cage. Yeah. Like, yo, go out there. We'll let you help some other talent along the way. Like, he's helped Luchasaurus a lot. Like, get Jungle Boy over to being Jack Perry and then on that road. Like, they... They've used him, and as great as he's been, and he hates people with parents. Yo, like, <laughs> if you got a dead person in your family, don't come around No, Christian he's, he's going to find it. But they let him be him, and that's fun, and it garners great attention. It shows how great he is. But the main goal still is we're boosting other people off. Yeah. And Edge would be used similarly, I, mean, I think. To be so, honest, Ziggler would probably be the same way. It's tough, because I think people feel Ziggler didn't get his just due. And... They cleared that real quick with Christian because yeah. he came. They had like the impact deal for yeah, a quick second. He won that title. He won that title, and people were like, "Cool." Him, Kenny Omega had the match. Bucket list achieved. We know he can still go. Now it's like house money. We've seen him win a title. Edge comes over. He's achieved everything. Instant Hall of Famer. Whenever you, I mean Hall of Famer already, yeah. like because of the <laughs> neck injury. Came back. Bucket list stuff. Cool. Danielson to a degree. No one's like. It'd be cool to see him as champion. No one's clamoring for it. No, it's not an upheaval. You know who's clamoring for it? People that hate AEW. There's like, oh, you guys signed Danielson and didn't put the title on him? Why do you think Danielson wants the title? He doesn't. No. He's not interested. For what? He's like, I, I'm, I'm here to help. Yep. And I feel like Dolph Ziggler would be a similar type of person who's here to help. It'd be the old WWE people's like, why don't you put the title on Because those people right now are doing that with Claudio. I was about to say, it's much like Claudio, but at least they gave him the ROH title. Yeah. Cool. Silence some shit, but I understand people like that's not enough. But so, people are goofy, right? Like Claudio came in, and by all intents and purposes, we knew that Claudio wasn't having the best run in, in WWE because it was a very stop and start type thing. Yeah. He had like 12,000 gimmicks at one point. They paired him with Heyman. It didn't click to the bar. Yep. The bar thing worked. They brought him back after Mania, and it felt like, oh, they're going to push him. And they didn't push him. And they would start and stop with him. And it just fizzled out. In AEW, he's with BCC. And he's having the time of his life. Right? He's hanging with the homies. He's wrestling good matches. He worked Eddie Kingston. He dropped the title. He don't care. He's had a great time in this company. He's wrestling the matches he wants to wrestle. That freedom that he has at AEW, he didn't have at WWE. So there's people that are like, they signed him to do this? Yes. That's all he wanted to do. Because I don't know why y'all think that AEW has to sign somebody and was like, why aren't they in the title picture? Listen, we'll get to Adam Cole, and it's like, Adam Cole, you know, people, I remember. That's a guy who 
But I, probably should. But here's the issue. Who do you sacrifice for Adam Cole? Kenny Omega? John Moxley? Yeah, they've all had their run. But Omega had his run, he lost it to Moxley. And Moxley, Moxley lost it to Omega. And then Moxley only got it because the punk, punk injury, right? And you want it to be a crowning moment for Cole. And I remember, I distinctly remember Cole losing to Orange Cassidy and people like, see what happened? But look at Orange Cassidy. But now Cole has been in the best program in that company in years, in the short, short existence. But you glance over, and this is them as a crew, right? And it's very weird to say because we've seen injuries in WWE happen. But there is something to having big-bodied wrestlers instead of very small guys over time. Because you look at Cole, before he left NXT, he was out with an injury um, for, I think, like four months. Came back, he was in the program, he did right back up. Roddy was always going. He never really got hurt. He got hurt like once in Diamond Mind, and then they figured that out. Kyle O'Reilly injured twice in NXT. Long period of time. They did like the funny gimmick with the doctors and psychiatry shit. Brought Kyle, Kyle back. Fish, injured all the time. Yeah. All the time. Got to AEW, injured. Kyle, injured right now in AEW. Cole, this is his second injury in a year and a half. The other one was scary with the concussion. Yeah. They didn't know when he was coming back. And this, he was running down a ramp. Unless we're all being worked. But I don't think. No, he, he broke his foot. Yeah, so. This, this um, it's one of those things where it's just like, I don't know. Again, you can't slow play everyone. Uh, you got to slow. You can, and you can sometimes people's bodies dictate you can't slow play this guy because yeah. the injuries are piling. It happens. What are you going to do? You put the belt on him when you got him hot. <laughs> when, when was that? I mean, I love the MJF thing, and I didn't want them to break up at that last pay-per-view. Per se, like I, I like the tag team and everything, but in hindsight, which is twenty twenty, yeah, he probably could have beat MJF for the belt. Nah, <laughs> like you, you, you got something special there. You injuries happen, big guys, small guys. They have. He got hurt running down a ramp, right? Like he bro, particularly and his crew have a bunch of injuries. Yeah, but it, it happens. Like that's, like, that's like saying running back injuries happen. Yes, they do. But Saquon's injured more than most. Like. Yeah. Bro, he got injured. He didn't get injured wrestling. He got injured running down a ramp. There's yeah. nothing you can do about that. No, but some people are more injury prone than others. Some people are workhorses, and you're like, all right, you know what? If Moxley gets hurt. I mean, Moxley just got hurt. Yeah, shit happened. It, there's but nothing the you guy's can do a workhorse, not like he's I, getting injured every Thursday. I have no concerns about Adam Cole. He'll be back, and it, it'll be interesting to see because WWE had the issue when Stone Cold broke his neck. And Stone Cold was out for a year. And what did they do? They kept Stone Cold on TV. Yeah. And they made sure to keep the storyline going. Now, as we get ready to talk about Wrestle Dream, at the end of Dynamite, they run an angle where MJF gets jumped by people with masks, and one of them has a mask that he wore yeah. when he was, you know, the, de- the, the devil. Yep. And you wonder, is like, are they pivoting off of this? Because now they're in this interesting situation where I don't know if there are plans to keep uh, MJF babyface long term. Did Jay White get jumped too? Uh, Jay White got jumped. Yeah, who jumped him? I can't remember. Mass people, but I'm not sure the devil popped up on that one. Yeah, but I think they both got jumped at one. I mean, you know, it could be fun if it's like a, a Bullet Club thing, right? But I don't, I don't know. But the thing is, now baby MJF is stuck in this baby face, and I say stuck because 
if you wanted to spin out of it, you can't really. Because if Cole was the one to, to jump that, that thing, you got to wait. Yeah. And Cole needs surgery. That ankle injury looks pretty bad. Three places. So how long can you keep the title on MGF? And how long can you wait for Cole to come back to finish the story? Can you take the title off MGF in the, in the meantime? And then maybe put it back on him? Or how does Cole cost him, cost him the title from behind the scenes? We're going to see what Tony Khan can do when surprises happen. Because the one thing that Vince has, I don't even know, when he plans shit, it sucks. But when injuries happen and he's got to pivot, magic. There ain't no Kofi mania without Ali getting hurt. Yep. Right? There, there's so many situations. If Triple H doesn't do the curtain call, Stone Cold doesn't win King, win King of the Ring. And everything happens by accident in that company. But they figure out a way to pivot away from it. Can Tony Khan keep the, the, the cart on the course? Or is he just going to blow it up? I don't know. But I think Adam Cole's going to, he'll be fine. Like, as long as he keep, yo, if they put him and Roddy next to each other in hospital beds, over the oh. next few weeks, like th- there's golden things you can do, but it's it's going to be a lot of weeks. It's it's a minimum of what three to four months of type that type yeah. of injury, so that puts you in next year. And it, does this match now happen at Double or Nothing in Vegas next year? That's a long Good. time. It doesn't have to be a title match, I guess. Like if it you cost them the belt, yeah. and then you just bring the feud back around. They they whenever they found this out, because I remember I, we watching MJF run. I mean uh, Cole run down the ramp. And he starts hobbling. I thought, you know, he maybe pulled a hammy. He broke his foot. Yeah. Like, what? I don't even know how that works. Yeah, I don't even know. what He just broke it. And then it was like, oh, you broke your foot. And I know Tony Khan was like, all right, well, we had this whole thing. Because at this point, you can clearly tell they had this long-term plan for these two. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, we can't do anything. Now MJF's got to work a handicap match for the Ring of Honor titles. Drop him. Do you drop him to them? We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But they have to figure out, they have to pivot away for some things. So we'll see. But AEW is, uh, some people ask me, is, is, is the beginning of the end of AEW that Jay Cargill's gone? I was like, no, they're fine. Yeah, it's the end of an era if you're listening to Tony Khan. This is the end of what AEW was. Yeah, whatever. And this is the beginning of something new at AEW. I just don't know what that means. I don't know what it means. I'm not I don't sure if that's a good thing. I kind of like what it was. Yeah, I, Look, there's a lot of belts, though. You're losing Jay Cargill. So many, the belts are too much. Yeah, there's too many belts. But you're losing Jay Cargill. It's not the end of the world. Dynamite was still good. Collision's still good. Collision's R- okay. It misses Punk. Of course. I mean, anybody was like, it's better off without Punk. You're bugging. Wrestle Dream looks like a really good card. We'll, we'll go down it. Wrestle Dream is a really good wrestler. They all are. Of course. He's a message board wrestling fan. Yeah. He can book a match. That's great. There's too many damn titles. What does this mean for ROH? Don't know. Because it may not be then for AEW. We want it to be. No. But the signs seem to say, this is the beginning of the end for ROH. It was cute. And he tried. To keep it afloat and everything after you bought it. I'm not sure it's going to work as a weekly television product anywhere. It's cool for, yo, do four pay-per-views. But do them with AEW talent. And you can have an ROH champ. You don't need all the belts. But have an ROH champ and maybe they're like TV champ. 
And that's it. On your main television show, and those people always wrestle when ROH pay-per-view comes up, and then use the ROH pay-per-views to just get some other talent on. Secondary feuds, all that shit. But the people you have on TV, because you got three shows still on TV. So put that and just have ROH be that. But I, I'm, I think it may be the beginning of the end of the weekly ROH experience because it's not working, and they've just sent a buttload of talent from television AEW down there to collect all the belts. Yeah, and so if I had to theorize what's happening here, it feels like Tony Khan buys Ring of Honor. It's like, great, I got this library, I have all this stuff. It's another uh, piece of this puzzle. Yep. He goes to Warner and was like, hey, I got Ring of Honor. And they go, we don't want that. I feel like that's what happened. I feel like there was a situation where AEW's AEW and ROH being another entity is something that Warner didn't want, which maybe has led to this honor club thing and trying to keep it afloat and trying to make... The problem is, if you're Warner and Max, and if you're Tony Khan and you're trying to convince Warner to buy your product, your current champions weren't doing it. So now they'll say, oh, well, the Young Bucks have this title, and these guys have this title. So now maybe we can make it more interesting for Warner to pick up on. But the hard part is, if Warner doesn't want that library, you're kind of stuck. Yeah. And it sucks because I'm sure Tony, because Tony could not buy it. He looked at it and was like, yo, I'm going to buy this. I don't want them to buy it. I want WWE buy because it's going to die over there. And he was hoping that it would become something. But apparently Warner was like, nah, we don't, we don't want it. Like I always say, big rampage, the TV show. Maybe Warner didn't want that. Yeah. And, and now they're stuck with, you know, Tony, I don't know why. Like rampage is like, it's dead. It's like main event. Like, you could have just funneled all the ROH talent. You didn't have to even rebrand it. Yeah, it just, just could have, you could book it however you want. Could have just de facto became ROH. I, yeah. I just don't know what they got stuck with now because Ring of Honor is still a legacy brand, and you don't want to see it die. You'd like to see those the, the talent work, but now you killed Dark and uh, what the hell? Elevation. Yeah, you killed those both of those shows, and now all this talent is like fl- Action Andretti. Yep, Darius Martin. I mean, a guy who beat Jericho. That's that Action Andretti. Oh shit! Yeah, that's what I'm that. saying. Like, you see Lee Moriarty, barely. Right, Stokely uh, on ROH, and it's just damn like shame what they did. It's a damn shame. Damn shit what they did to Stoke. Still hilarious on Twitter. Seems like Shane Taylor and Keith Lee are going to have a few, which is like way overdue. Like Keith Lee not doing anything is overdue. But now it's like they have all this stuff. The fucked up camera cut, which was weird. Oh, yeah, take 22? Yeah. Um, and then it was just like, all right, that was a bad promo. And then they kind of had to play it off later in the evening and like do it again with a different it talent. Was weird. And I was like, yeah, that wasn't purposeful. Like it, yeah. it makes no sense. It, it was weird. But I think, I think now when they talk about an error, maybe – you don't need two trios titles, right? You don't. Um, if ROH isn't going to be its own brand and exist somewhere on Max and it's going to be this Honor Club thing, because I guarantee you there's not enough people buying Honor Club to no. keep the thing afloat. Not to pay all the talent you have in ROH. No. It, it, business decisions. Siphoning money. Yeah, it's, it's, they're, they're just losing, right? Like Tony Khan, yeah, he's rich, but at a certain point, just like Vince McMahon, when Nick Khan came in, he was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Why are you paying Mojo Raleigh all this money? I, I keep going to Mojo because I know how he was making a lot of money to do nothing. And somebody's had to come in with Tony was like, what are you doing? You have all this stuff and all this talent. 
you may not be paying them millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars, but you need to get rid of some of this. Yeah. A purge is going to have to ha- happen, and a purge is going to have to happen with those titles. If you can't convince Warner to pick up that library or have it streaming on Mac, scre- uh, streaming on Max, you got to figure it out. Maybe that's the end of the year. Yep. So I, I think that might be what he's insinuating. We'll go down this card, though. Ooh, I'm trying to figure out main event. Well, we'll just go from the bottom up, it seems. Ricky Starks versus Wheeler Yuta. This is dumb. Ricky Starks just got out of feud with Brian Danielson because he had to pivot away from CM Punk. Two main, main level guys. Yeah, two top guys. And not only did Starks do well, he more than did well. He held his own. Like the match, the strap match with Danielson, the last man standing with Daniel. Like he really did well. And I know like Danielson was like the backup plan, and I'm sure Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. was always penciled in for Wrestle Dream. Yeah. But if you didn't, you didn't do, and you're not doing Starks any favors by having him now work Willie Uta because it feels like such a step down. You don't need him to have the 10th match on this card. Like, just have a nine-match card and keep him off the Yeah, card. like, keep him off the card and start building because he's proven now. Like, he can hang with the big boys. Yep. His mic's work has been excellent. But put him in there with Willie. If he loses this match, no, then it's a, it's a real question. Like, yo, what are you doing? He still has momentum. Like, Uta can't beat him. He better not. So I'm picking Ricky Starks to win, but... This is such a nothing match. They yeah. just got thrown together, and I'm like, all right. It may be great in the ring. Wheeler can go. This is no disrespect to Wheeler Yuta. No. It just ain't no story. They're on two different levels, character-wise. Yeah. And it, it just doesn't match up. It doesn't make sense in terms of character. Yeah, it's it like, no sense. oh, I went from feuding to Rikishi to feuding with Scotty Tuhati and Cool. Like, what? Yeah. I don't want that. Like, bro, like, if you can't give him one, I mean, Claudio. That's what I'm saying. You got builds or something. Give him, give him somebody. At but he don't need color. to work. He didn't need to work wrestling. No, you could have just left him off the card. And then Young Bucks, Fatal 4-Way, tag match. Um, for a number one contender spot. The Young Bucks versus the Guns versus the Lucha Bros versus Orange Cassidy and Hook. You know, it feels very popular to go Orange Cassidy and Hook because it's fun. You know who I want to win? Who? The Guns. They're my favorite uh, that, tag that, team. That's who right I'm picking as well. I feel like... With now Jay White being elevated to this MJF program, I think, it seems like. And the guns, look, man, they got, like, the best entrance in wrestling rights. Yep. And they figured it out. Bullet Club Gold is excellent. I think you got to go with the guns because you still have a story with FTR to tell. Yeah. And, again, like, they don't need to be in that level yet, personally. Yeah. Like, they've been there. We yeah. get it. And they can have their feud still with the Bucks and go off. So it's really Orange Cassidy and Hook, which is a good feel good moment. But they're not a tag team. No, we don't we don't need them to. Yeah, be the number are they going to be champs? Like, no. what are you, what are you doing? Um, I'm also glad that it's just the guns. Yeah, and you know the ass boys don't have to be out there with one of your favorite wrestlers. Um, Who Juice? Juice Robinson. Come on, man, Rock Hard Juice Robinson. Yeah, God. he's great. Ruining the good entry. Yeah, it's so I think it's, I, I love it. <laughs> Everyone loves it. It's hilarious. Oh, I refuse to like Juice Robinson. Uh, you'll come around. They're trying. They're trying really hard to make me. I refuse. And then Chris Statlander versus Julia Hart. Boy, this this TBS title is di- dying a slow death. Yeah, like, is there any reason Julia Hart shouldn't win? Because at least every time you see her come out, and the, the entrance is amazing, and she's in one of the best factions there. If she comes out with the belt, it at least makes the belt look good. Yeah. I, I'm picking Julia Hart. I feel like Statlander's kind of run her course. 
as champion. And I think she ran her course the night after she took it from Jade. Yeah. It did nothing. It's weird because it's like she's not a bad wrestler, but she it's, there's no personality there. What's her gimmick? Right. She's an alien. Not anymore. She's just a woman who can wrestle. That's it. That's so I think either. Julia Hart has come such a long way from being like this cheerleader girl to this. She she looks great. The wrestling's gotten a little bit better. Go yeah, take the title off of Statler. Yeah, yeah, no. she's done nothing to elevate title. Title changing hands. Eddie Kingston versus Shibata. Boy, this is just fun. Woo! It, look, Eddie Kingston's still doing his "Let me get my shit in" tour. Right now, he's got both belts. Yep. He versus Shibata's got the pure title. Maybe they unify one of these titles because there's too many titles here. Um, but Kingston should win, and, and I know he doesn't want to. You don't have to acknowledge the strong open weight championship. It's not for your company. Yeah, whatever. Just, just I, have him not bring the belt out. Yeah, I, I, but I'm, I'm picking Kingston. Like, we're at a point now where it's like, we got to start being all system goal on Eddie Kingston. He's too good. Yeah, Shibata, he just got this. Yeah, like, Shibata you know, does it. You know I love Shibata, but yeah. it's Eddie Kingston. Oh, they're just going to chop the shit out of each other. Yeah, they're going to beat the fuck. I'm here for all of <laughs> that's, it. <laughs> that's all this is. It's going to be great. Uh, Christian Cage versus Darby Allen, TNT Championship. I don't think Darby's going to lose in his hometown. This ain't WWE. I think, Darby's- I think so. Christian Cage, the real TNT champion. I know. It's been so good. Like, it, it's been so, it's been power so, so good. Power of the turtleneck. I, yo, Christian Cage has like, while all the bullshit was happening, Christian Cage was like, just let me cook. Let me just talk about dead people. Let me be a bad parent. Let me do all. He's been phenomenal. I just don't know where you go if Cage wins again. Because they're trying to tease the split with Luchasaurus. I don't really want that right now. I feel like... You know why. Why? Got to get him away from Luchasaurus. I know, but... He, Luch- has, he has a better friend coming. Well, if Edge is coming, then there's... He has a better a friend coming. But, yeah, I'm going to pick Darby to get the title off him in his hometown. Okay. I, I think Darby loses. And then Chris Jericho and the Golden Elite versus uh, Takeshita, Sammy Guevara, and Will Ospreay. Don Callis has built himself a nice little stable, and Sammy Guevara can't is do Osprey anything but stay. This? No. I don't know what Osprey is, and it's a very strange thing because everywhere else he's a babyface. Yeah. And he shows up here and he's a heel, and he's kind of cool with Callis. I mean, he I, should be a heel again in New Japan. He, it's, it's a very weird situation because does do Omega and Ibushi, do they need to win here? They kind of do, but it's almost fun, more fun that they keep losing. Right, Penny Omega can't beat Takeshita, right? And uh, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara have their little feud going on, and Abushi and Osprey feels like something that should be another program at some point. But I'm gonna pick Kota Abushi to to get the pin here because it ain't gonna be Omega, and it's not gonna be Jericho. It is very weird. As a quick sidebar, Jericho being a babyface again, I don't like it. No, no one likes. It's like, uh, I like Sammy Guevara, like, taking the Scarface heel role. I just need him to grow some facial hair. His new entrance is very Scarface. Yeah. But, and I like that. But I don't like Jericho's. Shout out to TZ. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to TZ. Um, but, yeah. I, Jericho's a babyface. I hope he eats shit in this match. I just. He's going to pick up the pin. I'm just, I just kind of want him to go away. Yeah. He's going to sub Sammy Guevara just because it's some shit they would do. Jericho stand tall. I, I could see that. Takeshita should just pin Kenny Omega again, again yeah. to like just continue the narrative. What's the knife? But I think Chris Jericho subs Sammy Guevara because that's, that's the fair. biggest storyline. And then MJF, two-on-one handicap match versus The Righteous. 
Honestly, if he went out there by himself against the righteous, he should still probably win. Yeah. So the question becomes, is this where the pivot happens? And whatever Tony was teasing on Dynamite comes to fruition in this match to cost MJF these titles. I would hope not. I think MJF should win, keep the story going, and the kingdom get the titles off of MJF. Because you have that whole Roderick Strong, Adam Cole, they're both in these beds. It could feel like a conspiracy against MJF. Like, you could play it off better. I don't even know why the Righteous are in this match. Because they nobody, everybody's like, yo, why? Maybe Roddy doesn't have a neck injury and he's the guy in the devil mask? It's possible. But the Righteous should not get the titles off of MJF. That makes sense. No, MJF should win this sure. match through hell or high water. He's the, he's the triple B. He's the guy. He's been cutting great promos. I don't need and to see a kangaroo him. kick the shit out yeah, of him. I don't need to see him get pinned by the Righteous. So MJF yeah. retains. Kangaroo kick. Uh, very strong, Larry. If he does get a partner, it would be a weird turn of events, but it, it'd be cool to see the dynamic go if Roddy was cleared and ended up being his partner. Um, That's interesting. Because if you want to kill time until Cole comes back, you force Roddy and MJF to coexist. And that's a whole different storyline that still keeps Cole kind of a Jace. Um, and he would have to watch these two coexist after they've been at odds this whole time over Cole. Could be interesting. So that, that would be interesting. And then it'd show that Roddy's in the mass turn on. There goes your program. FTR versus Aussie Open. FTR is going to, but yo, they had Aussie a fi- open so fucking good. They had a five star match. They're like nobody. And oh, against uh, Aussie Open and FTR had a five star match last year. Oh yeah, yeah, no, they, they, I thought they you meant the FTR it. match from like a week ago. That was actually pretty. No, it was, but the issue it's not even an issue with Aussie Open. They just lost to MJF and Adam, right? He didn't really do anything to heat them back up. We know this match is going to be good, but just give me an opportunity to. Just believe that Aussie Open gets the titles off them. They're not. No, FTR's it's just one of those like, hey, this will be a good match. It's going to be a great match, but yeah. FTR is going to win. That's, that's, that's so it. much of their booking is, hey, this will just be a good match. Yeah. Um, Adam Page versus Swerve in what, I guess, is going to be the co-main. Yo, Swerve has to win. Of course Swerve has to win. Like We are at a point now. That's like, a buck shot to a kill shot. Oh, God. Yo, listen. I'm going to be Swerve's ass in Madden this week. Everybody, we're, we're, we're like one game each away from the Super Bowl. Boy, if I see him, whooping his ass. Man. Swerve, as we we could just talk about because we've had him on the show, is he's he's put a lot of people over over the past since he joined the company. Yep, he's the one who gets put in the coffin. He's the one who loses the titles. He's the one who eats pins. Between what he's doing now and Prince Nana's dance, nope. They were in Hot ninety seven. It's his hometown. Yeah, no, no, no. You don't like. Prince Nana dances everywhere to the point, got to push this to the moon. Yeah, you need to put him on a red carpet doing that shit. Listen, as long as Hangman's Hangman, he's fine. He's almost reaching Diet Moxley status, where if he loses, nobody cares. Swerve needs this. He desperately needs this, and AEW needs another star to emerge. And Swerve is here now. So Swerve needs to beat Adam, Adam Hangman by... I don't even think he needs to cheat. I just want him to go over. Yeah, just win. Yep. And I think, you know, Swerve has the crew, so if they want him to cheat, and but yeah, I don't want him. It's not. Let him just be better. Yep. On this night, let him be better. And then Daniel Sin versus Zack Saber Jr. It's just gonna be a good ass match, uh, dude. It's but it's the Daniel Sin farewell tour, in terms of like a 
full-time wrestler. Yeah, he, he's building towards his exit. So he's want, he's trying to get the last few matches out of his and system. it's the hometown. Yeah. I'm going to go out there and just stretch the hell out of each other. And he's going to come out the final countdown? Yeah, oh. technical clinic. Yeah. I, I'm going to say Danielson wins, even if he doesn't <laughs> yeah, want to. No, even if he, like, he'll want to, yeah, I want to take the pin and be like, get out of here. No, this will be excellent, though. This will be an excellent technical wrestling match. And it's funny because it'll be one of those matches where you can watch Danielson. And if you ever watch Danielson, you know when he's having, like, a good match and having fun because you can see it on his face. The way he's working, he's like, oh, I'm enjoying this. And he's going to have that kind of match. Oh, so many submissions and reversals and Matt. He's going to be giddy. And whatever that little press conference do after, he's going to be giddy as hell. And then it's just going to be like, well, who's next? That's the key hopefully japan like you know i mean i think they have one more pay-per-view before we get there yeah but wrestle kingdom it's one of those where it's gotta hang it if you're hanging it up it's got to be on his bucket list this is the time baby i wonder i just really wonder if danielson sits there and watches osprey and was like i think i want to do this i want that like i wonder if he wants it but the other part of it is like that motherfucker's nuts is he still u.s champ yeah for new japan yep I mean, you still got to run the Omega thing back. They're one and one. Sure. But New Japan do that whenever. I don't know. Give me Daniels. We'll see. We'll see For the U.S. title. We shall see. That, w- that would be a great build there. Switching gears then. Because we, we have like 15 minutes left in the show. NXT is the other pay-per-view for this weekend. Hey, man, can I say, I, I got to say this. I went on Twitter yesterday, or X. I'm going to call it Twitter. Fuck no, it's Twitter. His mama, mama named it Twitter. Yeah. I'm going to call it Twitter. It's a little bird to me, damn it. I said that NXT has done an excellent job retooling. And it went from a show that was completely unwatchable to something that I watch every week. And I'm like, this ain't bad. No. Still some goofy things that happen on NXT. But that's every wrestling promotion. It's good. And some goofy is like, somebody, I won't say his name because I don't remember his name, was like, did you say this before? Yes. If anybody listens to this podcast, I shit it all over 2.0. That was horrible. It was awful. But whatever they have done between Carmelo Hayes, Trick Williams has got Boy, they got something with Trick. Him winning the number one contenders match. The way he won it. And <laughs> the entire crowd erupting. And say, whoop that trick, whoop that, yo, that shit. And then he just loses it and celebrates. It's, it's great. It, it's really good. You're going to whoop that trick, tra- like chant it's, in NXT? That NXT crowd. You know, I shit all over the NXT crowd. They were horrible for NXT 2.0. Oh, yes. They like Barry Talent. Um, what they did to uh, the Rascals, I forgot what their name was, um, when they were tagged, like, it was unwarranted. Fans, yeah. Yeah. Horrible. It was not the full sale crowd. And it was a weird pivot after the pandemic where the crowd was just horrible. It was hard to get anyone over. It was just horrific. Show was very dark. You could barely see them. They just thought they could do anything. Hijack show. Now, getting back to that full sale kind of mentality where it's like, yeah, be a part of the show. Elevate the show. Cheer the people who should cheer. Boo the people who should boo. Have chance like Bailey used to have her chance. Like, they're doing cool shit. They, so. they they are on the right course, and 
like heading into No Mercy will be at the Canelo fight, but I'll be watching it on my laptop. Yep. Before I could be like, ah, I'll just watch this later. But I'm very interested in how they play this because hopefully they sit us next to each other so I can yeah. also watch off your laptop. They've booked this card very well. It's been very well booked. And like the stories they told and Dirty Dom showing up. I have questions about Becky beating Tiffany Stratton. I get it, but I'm like, if Tiffany doesn't get this title back. Yeah, then what are we doing? What are we doing? Like, I get it, but Becky, Becky did that New York Post interview where she's talking about elevating talent. This is the perfect example. I don't care if Tiffany Stratton cheats. Cheat, cheat, cheat. The spotlight's on you now. She has to win the belt back on the main roster. Becky came down and took your title NXT. Cool. It's, it's still NXT. Yeah. Becky's doing these open challenges on the main roster, and that's cool. It's still with your belt. But every Monday, she does an open challenge, and she's getting new talent on television, and it's what Cena kind of did. And oh, I like that. Yeah. Let her do it for four or five weeks. The last of this open challenge shit, has to be Tiffany Stratton coming to get that strap back. And Tiffany Stratton has to show up to Raw and be like, nah, nah, that's mine. And you show people like, oh, she is a star. And that's what all of this has to be, is elevating her. And she doesn't need a permanent call up. But Becky came down to get the belt. Tiffany goes up to get the belt. You can run like the little promo. You know, right before the match, Tiffany shows up backstage saying, I'm, I'm going to be the open challenge tonight. And people be like, wow, she looks like a star. Okay, we're, and then people follow her back down and watch it. So you, having an open challenge means nothing if the champ doesn't want to be in the open challenge and get the belt back. Yeah. Is she just okay? And she's like, yo, I don't want a rematch. I don't want anything, but you're giving everyone else opportunity. It makes no sense. The only sense will make is I'm coming to get my shit back. You're giving everybody else a chance. So I, I hope that's where it leads to. That being said, um, we have, uh, okay, no mercy. Like, and again, I'm fine with Tiffany losing it here, but she got to get it up there. So Becky Lynch, Tiffany Stratton. I'm picking Stratton though. I'm, I'm picking Becky. Stratton got to go get that shit up. I, there is a, there is like a 10% chance in my head. I'm like, well, cause the stipulation is what? Last woman standing? Yes. That means you cheat. No, it's uh, excuse me, extreme rules. That, that means you cheat, right? Yeah. Who is helping Tiffany? That's 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 why she should yeah give her a little clue. There's two things that could that could happen in this match. It could set up Becky's next feud on the main roster. Somebody can interfere to cause Becky, and then it carries over to the main roster. Could that happen? There is like a five percent chance that that I've seen people like maybe Jay Cargill shows up here. She could, and then just disappears after. Yeah, like just wrecks her and is like, "I'll see you later, bitch," and like I'm out. No, I'm not mad at that. And while, again, I'm not in a hurry to see Jay debut, if Jay cost Becky, it was like, I'll catch you later. And the man's like, I'm waiting on you. And we worked for the next six months to get there, and maybe that's the WrestleMania match. Yeah. Right? Throw I'm okay her, with that. Throw Jade in the Rumble. Eliminate yeah. Becky. Just keep fucking up Becky. I, I just promise, in, in WWE is like really trying to figure out where, where to debut her at. And I'm sure these, like, these images of her at the PC – is very much a, a phase where they're like, where is she at? Like, how much work does she need? If she passes whatever these tests are with flying colors, I wouldn't be surprised if they did it, although I still think the NXT stage is too small for Jade. I think she's bigger than that. 
But I can see a scenario where she calls Becky and they run this on Raw and like Jay cuts a promo and is like, yo, but I'm doing this. I'm I ain't here worried now. about you. Yeah, I'm here now. I'm here now, but I'm not here now. Yep. Catch you later. Pull up. I can see that, but I'm, I'm picking Becky to lose this title. Something's got to be set up for Yeah, I'm actually right. It's far-fetched as hell. Yeah, but that 5% chance is a good 5%. Yeah. That'd be some good booking. Uh, the rest of the card will go through here. Don't need pre-show stuff. Noam Dar um, versus Butch? Yeah, Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne? Oh, the there. Heritage Cup. Yeah. Yeah, final. Yeah, uh, Noam Dar probably needs it, but let's make it Pete Dunne. Can we let Pete Dunne be Pete Dunne again? I, I'm sure it's a struggle. I'm sure they're like, man, we changed the name to Bush. He's like, bitch, change my name back to Pete Dunne. Yeah. He's got the old Pete Dunne ring gear on. He's got the hair back. Like, he's Everything Pete Dunne. Back. But he can't win because he's still part of the Rolling Bruce. Pete Butch Dunne. Yeah. Good? Eh, I don't want him to. That, I'll say that. I, I want Noam Dar to win because I, I like the Brawling Brutes as the Brawling Brutes, but I like Pete Dunne to go on a solo mission at some point. And maybe if he wins the title, it helps this Heritage Cup thing. It helps him along that way. And maybe it separates the Brawling Brutes. What's Sheamus doing right now? Not damn bit. But Noam Dar should win because you got to put over NXT talent. And he's got a cool little stable. He's yeah, got and they Chikara got a stable, and Last yeah. Legend. Like, he's got a nice little stable over there. So I'm going to pick Noam Dar. Yeah, the stable needs. Yeah, they do. They do. Noam Dar wins this. And uh, somehow Tyler Bates is next year. Keep rolling it. I like what they've done with the Heritage Cup. It's not adding a belt. It's different. But it's different. Yeah, three minutes and get your yeah. pin and get your shit in. They always cheat. Noam Dar's crew is always involved. All the time. <laughs> then we have Braun Breaker versus Baron Corbin. This is such a strange feud to me. Not in a bad way. It's, it's like, well, who's the heel? Because yeah. Baron Corbin's never a baby face. No. And when Baron Corbin cut the promo on Braun, I was like, well, he's clearly the heel. But Braun comes out still wearing black. And I'm Cut like, well, here's the heel. Yeah, it's a heel versus a heel matchup. Yeah, and, and if they keep it that way, I'm fine with it. Because Braun, I said it before, he's not a baby face. No. He's not a baby. He should destroy Baron Corbin in this This movie. is just who's better. Yeah, and he should just destroy him. So I'm picking Braun to destroy Baron Corbin. By the way, Donovan Dijak just beat the hell out of someone. Oh, yeah. Uh, Strap match? Yeah. I, almost, I, forgot I forgot the young kid's name. Yeah. <laughs> that was what helped match. He beat the hell out of that kid. Yo, Dijak is another one that's like, they put him in NXT, which was good because they had nothing. That retribution shit was awful. Yeah. But you look at him and you're like, yeah, he's good. He's yeah. really fucking good. Yeah. He's always fig- been good. They'll figure it out. Hopefully. They're getting there. They're doing something. Then we have the family. Wait, you're picking Braun too? Yeah, I'm picking okay. Braun. Corbin doesn't need to. He's, he's on his way back up. Yeah. 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 Like he, Big Bad Wolf gimmick, all this shit. Like, cool. Just repackaged him. He's, yeah. he's on his way. SmackDown low-key needs Corbin. They do. He'd be a good person to really get in there and mix some stuff up. And then uh, the family, Tony D'Angelo and Stax. They, they keep trying this shit with me. And I'm, this is the thing about NXT I don't like. Yeah, OTM with scripts as a manager. Yeah, look. Like, some, some black factions are really funny and cool. This is not one of them. This one is weird because, so I watch NXT on Hulu, right? Yeah. And when I record it, I get the two-hour version of NXT. But sometimes when I'm busy, I watch the one-hour version and just, like, read to catch things up. This is never on the Hulu version. <laughs> so when it popped up, I was like, what is this match? So I had to go back and look, and I was like, oh, it's not even good enough for Hulu. No. But now it's good enough for this pay-per-view, uh, like this PLM. The family should win. I, I just don't care. Like, this oh, the is, Creed brothers should win. 
Oh, wait, that's right. The Creed, Creed Brothers are in it. Yeah, then, that's right. Um, uh, Humberto and Angel Garza, who are teasing a split from each other. See, none of this is on who like, I had to read, and I was like, oh, this oh, is what happened. teasing a split. So they're yeah. not going to win. They're going to cost each other and end up feuding together or uh, feuding each other. So um, that's, yeah, that's going to break up. The Creed Brothers should win. They should. They're the best tag team at NXT, and it's time to just have good tag team matches. Well, so you got to make a decision with the Creed Brothers. Is either are they the best tag team in NXT, or is it time to call them up? But when do you just keep calling? Like, right? Like, do you I, call people up sporadically, or is it like a mania thing, which you just let them run and catch heat all the way through mania? Because look, they should be FTR. Like, they should be the next. Legendary tag team in NXT. The tag team division on the main roster is a mess because they've unified the title, right? So it's like if you're on one show, you don't really get to – because Zayn and Owens are only on Raw. They never yeah. show up on SmackDown. Rarely. And so you, when you try to figure out who are the tag teams, I don't know. The Creed brothers are that good. People like Tony D'Angelo. I don't. I don't get it. I, but the fans like it. Uh, the Creed brothers should win. I still think the family's going to find a way to keep these titles. I hope. I mean, the little, like, mob meeting thing to, like, it's, it's determine all, the match. That was whack. funny, it's but a, it was just. It's all whacked. Yeah. It's not, it's wow. Not my thing. Uh, Dirty Dom, Strick Williams. But now Dragon Lee is the special guest ref. Yeah, what do we, I don't know what we're doing with Dragon Lee. He's Lee's not wrestling. a heel. Yeah, like, what is he? So. Is he gonna, he's going to wear the mask and the stripes. It's going to be a very strange look. He's clashing. And, like, do you cost Dom because you want to get retribution on him? But he's not a heel. Right. Like, what are we you doing? got to play it honest, right? But why is he the referee? You, he's not the referee for no reason. No. There what, is a reason behind What can he do? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. And so we have a, a few storylines. So we have Trick and Carmelo's relationship. And I hate for it to be that they're going to turn on each other, right? They keep trying to tease it. Hopefully they're smarter than that. And it's like this whole, like, Trick's trying to prove himself. Melo's busy, but he's paying his boy attention. They figure it out. They don't split. It's too obvious. That's why I want Trick to win this match. So they could both have a title and kind of like build off that relationship. Yeah. And, but if Trick loses, then you know that he's probably going to come for Melo at some point. Yeah. Which and I, I think, don't mind. That's just good pro wrestling. Yeah, which I think is the route they're going to go. Because Dragon Lee and Dominic had a great match on Raw. And Dragon Lee is fantastic. I just don't know why he's the referee. No, unless Dom like knocks him out. And somehow you get like a second referee running down to actually count the thing. I don't, I, I don't know because you have to screw over Trick Williams. Yeah. And, but then you also have to have Dragon Lee not be the one to screw him over. Yeah. So like mommy has to knock him out. Or Dom has to like miss Trick with a foreign object, knock Dragon Lee out. Mommy gets a different ref. Maybe. Then he pins Trick. You know, like there's enough shenanigans there to make it work. But it has to continue the Dom-Dragon Lee narrative. Yeah. Going forward. So Dom has to somehow, one of them got to knock out Dragon Lee. He ain't going to make this. Some, some's got to give here. Yeah. No, it's, it's pushing their narrative. And then I'm just trying to see, make sure I didn't miss anything else. Nope. Carmelo Hayes versus Ilya Dragunov. Six, seven. Guys. We saw as many. I'm conflicted on this. Who's winning this match? Dragunov is so. He is, but Carmelo. Carmelo don't miss. I know, but the issue is. It's not even an issue. Dragon Ball is really good, and there's like two things at work here. Trick, and where's Wesley? Yeah. And, you know, he was like, I'm done. We haven't seen him, and I haven't heard from him. Now, if we were, everybody remembers, it was Trick that cost Dragon Ball with accidentally hitting him with the title when Dragon Ball went for the dive. 
it was an excellent match. There's a part of me that wants Dragunov to win this title. I just want to see him win it. He's so good. Super. And may, I don't know how good Carmelo is in the chase. Because then the question is, well, what if Trick, Trick wins and Carmelo loses? What's the narrative? Right? There's, they've booked this very well where I legitimately am like, all right, there's a lot of things that work here. There's nothing obvious. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Dragunov just because I'm curious how they play it if Dragunov wins the title and Carmelo has to chase. I didn't like Carmelo much as a babyface, but I like him more now. But now he's got this conflict with Trick. And if he takes his eye off the ball because of Trick, if Trick shows up, maybe that's your few. I don't know. But who does – who does – and the other thing, Carmelo was told Dragunov with the contract sign. I ain't Trick Williams. Oh, which is a weird thing to say because Dragunov beats other people. Why do you got to bring your boy? They are playing into a few things, but if – Carmelo wins. Who's his next few if it's not Trick? You've already you run the Brown Baker. Yeah, you, you got some time. Like, you can literally just have him chill for a second. Um, you give him, again, just a good match. This is who's waiting in the wings? Oh, uh, Dijak is probably. He just lost that strap match, though. But, like, who is. Trick is, is a guy who is an easy feud to make for Carmelo. But as a title feud. I don't think you need it for that feud. Yeah. If Dragunov wins the title, I wouldn't mind a Braun Breaker Dragunov match again. We got to, I don't want the title back on Braun, which makes this difficult because if you put him back in there, you don't want him to lose. But I think they've done the right thing with Braun and a Dragunov match would just make it even better. And Braun's already dealt with Carmelo. So I'm like, try, I'm That's conflicted. You need Pete Dunn to become Pete Dunn again, and just kind of yeah. There's a lot of him. there's a lot of things that work here, but I'm gonna pick Dragunov just because I can't. I like to see him with the title. What it looks like. Hello, don't miss. I can't pick. He don't, he's so good. Man. I can't pick against. Yo, him. somebody asked me that. Who on NXT right now could you see headlining WrestleMania? And I saw that. I was like, that's the dumbest one. And I was like, first of all, that's not what NXT is. NXT is not built to build headliners for WrestleMania because only two people can do that. You got a roster full of people. Well, four. Yeah. But if you want stars, Carmelo Hayes is a star. Yep. And if he goes to the main roster, he's fine. The Creed brothers, they will be stars on the main roster. Braun Breaker, he'll be a star. They don't have to headline WrestleMania to be considered a star. But I could see them all in the right program. Yeah. You don't know. Three years ago, you never thought Sami Zayn was going to main event at WrestleMania. No. He's done it. Kevin Owens has main evented back-to-back. Yeah. Night ones of Mania now. But what, or, no, he went night one this past year. Night two but what's the, the year before. Like, he main evented, main evented. But the real question is, what does it mean to headline WrestleMania? Because that doesn't mean you're... No. Like, it's not a valid, validation of your career. Some of the best matches and most of the best matches were not main events. Stone Cold Brett right. was not a main event. Exactly. Sean Taker's were not uh, main events. Kofi going over was in the middle oh, of God. that card. Um, shit. All of my favorite matches were in main events. Sean Take, Sean Razor was not. Yeah, t- Taker Sean was not the main event of, the, of either. Right. No, it was the main event of the other one. Was it? It, closed, it was the first time they did a non-title match. Oh, okay. But I, when people say headline WrestleMania, I'm like, yo, what does that mean? Like Logan Paul just worked WrestleMania with Seth Rollins. He didn't headline. No. But everybody talked about that match. And there's two nights to headline. Now. Right. So like, Guther had a five-star match at WrestleMania. He didn't headline. No. Came so, out better for it. It's not saying stupid stuff, guys. Like, Carmelo's a star in the making. And it's like, you want me to promise they're going to? Like, you asked me who could. 
Yeah. And Braun Breaker could. Yeah, eventually. Yeah, like in 2011, if I was watching, or 2012, the beginning of NXT, he'd be like, who's going to main event WrestleMania from NXT? Well, Seth Rollins could. Right. But um, at that point, Roman Reigns was like a body guy. But yeah, all three of these guys from The Shield could main yeah. event. Bray Wyatt back then with the character. He could main event WrestleMania. I could have listed a good amount of people who could. And then you look through that roster, but you didn't know. You no but idea. now you looked, Charlotte is main evented. Uh, no one would have picked Becky to main event back then. No. From the original iterations of NXT. She's main evented. Sasha, Bianca. Sasha. They, when, you, when they first showed up, I guess, Bailey. Yeah. The you know, wacky way. That's a cute character. Is she going to main event? They've all main evented. So what what are we talking about here? Like to project like that? Yeah, there's people. Tiffany Stratton could main event in in a Vince world. She could 100 percent main event at WrestleMania. What are we talking about? It, it, it was the dumbest question I saw. Yeah, like, like that's a wild projection. Um, last two things to talk about main roster wise before we get out of here. Two things that we already have announced for the pay per view next weekend that are storylines I kind of just want to touch on real quick. John Cena versus. Uso, or Jimmy and Solo with a mystery partner or he's going in on this handicap. He's going to have a mystery. So either AJ, AJ Styles or Cody Rhodes. I hope not. No. I'm just... You know who it is. Who? L.A. Knight. Yeah. <sighs> Man caught COVID. But outside of that, he'll be fine. There, the bloodline story is boring. Without Roman. It's really good on Raw. Roman I mean, got to come back on the SmackDown side. Yeah, but, I mean, Jay's great, right? Yeah. Like, Jay's, like, the way they've played Jay, like, whose side is he on? That, that's great. Kevin Owens still not, like, trusting but he's, him. But he's completely divorced from the bloodline now. Like, he, there's nothing there. The actual bloodline story is boring to me. Like. Or Cody was, you know. Yeah, but. We're not in the third inning anymore. Yeah. So, um, you're keeping it alive a little bit. So, Cena's got to lose. That's the thing. Oh, he's going to win. But if you have L.A. Knight, are you injecting him to a bloodline feud now with Jimmy? Yeah, I think L.A. Knight. So are Jimmy you having him solo. slowly climb the ladder? Yeah. To what? To lose? He ain't going to win. No, he's not facing Roman. I don't think it, I don't think it goes that I, I don't know where this goes, but when I saw it, I was like, this is interesting. Because he got A.J. Styles out of here. It was funny because A.J. Styles was super over when he came out. I was like, oh, you guys remember how good he is. I think it's more of an L.A. Knight Cena thing. Um, maybe even if it's not like a direct bloodline thing, like LA Knight, Cena, they had like the handshake, but LA Knight was like, all right, whatever. Cena was like the guest ref. And then now this is the, yeah, I mean, I guess it may, I think AJ Styles is the next person for Roman Reigns. Yes. When Roman comes back and that's why you saw him and Cena and everything. And he gets involved a little bit with that. Um, yeah, I think LA Knight, it's a him and Cena thing. For a while, can they coexist? I don't angle. I don't. But John Cena's one Instagram post this week is a picture of the Hollywood sign at night, and it is L.A. night. So, I mean, the crowd's gonna pop for it. I get it. It's just I just know where we're going from here. And then Seth Rollins and Nakamura. Yo, at this point, I'm almost like, yo, not get the title off of Seth. Right, but it can't. They're not gonna do it. No. But Nock is like really done fantastic. It's a last man standing match, and it's yeah. just like Again, cheaters. How many baby faces win this? I mean, they do, but it's a last man standing match where you have two guys, especially Nakamura, who's never really been in the scenario where you have to beat me till I can't get up. Yeah. 
there's usually like big meaty men bumping meat in last man standing matches or a blood feud for a, vi- yeah. a really violent match. We haven't seen Knock in like a violent ass match. Will he go strong style on Seth Rollins? And I can't see a scenario where Seth Rollins loses a last man standing unless there's some help. But that we'll talk about that more next week. But I don't know if they're backstage going, damn, Nakamura is good. Like, we forgot this motherfucker's great. Like, he, every time, hey, Seth, like, I'm like, yo, he, this is great. I don't know if he's, I don't think he's going to win the title, but man, they got to use that man. He's good. He ain't here for a long time. When does Damian Priest cash? Because if it's not during a Nakamura beats oh, the hell man. out of Seth Rollins' last man standing match, and Seth barely beats Nak, and he's taken to like the edge of everything, and they got to damn near kill each other in this match. Yeah, is he? Is Seth ever going to be weaker than this? No, no, you're right. Is this where he cashes in? I don't, dude. I don't know. I I, I keep saying it. I feel like they're in this weird spot with Damian Priest because he's good, but he's not hot enough to win the title yet. I don't know when. I don't know it either. Happens then. They were in the same spot with Baron Corbin. Yeah, they were like, "All right, he's got the briefcase," and then it was like, "Uh, oh, oh, there's there's other people hotter than him right now." Yeah, and to Priest' credit, he's hotter than Corbin was there. He was hotter oh, than um, what's his face last year, Austin Theory. Yes, he's hundred percent hotter than he's that. hotter than them for sure. It's just trying to figure out when does this make sense. Yeah, and then him being the champion in the Judgment Day. All right, so how how are we going to play this? But you're right. Like, logically, if there was any time to do it, it'd be now. Last man standing, man. Yeah. Like, if you don't do it now, then what are you doing? Like, you should be sitting there with the briefcase the entire time. But go ahead and work. Both of y'all. 45 minutes. Yeah, both. Kill yourselves. Both of you. Because I'm coming for I don't care who wins this match. Yeah. Y'all are dead. You want to protect Seth? Cool. I don't care if they have... A double count to 10. Yeah, I don't care. And like, neither of them could get up, and Priest just comes in and wrecks him. I'm telling you, he should be on commentary. <laughs> just wait. With the briefcase. Like, you guys booked this shit. Like, wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait and see you what happens. this dumb shit. I promise wait. you I'm cashing in right now. Because <laughs> yeah. you're never, you're not coming out this no. match the same. No, you ain't going to lay down. You ain't going to lay down. No. But one, one of y'all going to be asked out. Yep. That's what Priest should do. He should get on commentary and talk shit the entire time. And then whoever wins is like, all right, cool. Just stand up, cash in, and then good luck. Yep. That's how they should do it. But if they don't do it here, I don't know what to do. And like you said, like Seth losing with like shenanigans and run-ins. There's JD McDonough can come through. What? Yo, the stupidest storyline of the Judgment Day is trying to figure out why Damian Priest hates JD McDonough so much. <laughs> all he does is help you That's every it. week. He tries to prove himself to him every week. And he gets madder and madder. <laughs> like, yo, why are you mad at this guy who's basically saved you? Got y'all the tag team. But you do. He shows you every week. Y'all about to get your ass whooped. Here comes JD McDonough. He helps you. You win the tag titles. You're like, I'm mad at him. Why are you mad at him? Be bad at Finn for not holding his weight. Where's Dominic? Where, why is he always getting knocked off the apron when he does dumb shit? Yeah. JD McDonough shows up every time. This fool is mad. It's the dumbest thing in pro wrestling right now. It's so goofy to me for him to be this mad. Yeah, I don't know. McDonough, you still got to prove yourself some more. It's like, bro. Help him cash in at the pay-per-view. Or cost him from cashing in. At this point, JD should be like, yo, fuck you. I, I helped you now. Now I'm going to blow it for you. <laughs> Jesus. What a crazy turn of events that would be. <sighs> Man, uh, no, I can't wait to see how that all plays out. We still have a full preview of that card. There's only Those are only two matches officially announced. So plenty to talk about next week when we do the show there. We'll recap a lot of these pay-per-views that go down this weekend. And we'll be on, what, Radio Road tomorrow. 
We'll be on Radio Grover's Canelo and Charlo. For all you boxing fans out there, we'll have a full preview of Canelo Charlo. Yes. We should have some guests as well. Uh, We'll be there for the weigh-in, and that show will come out immediately. So before Canelo and Charlo happens, you can listen to our full preview. Exactly. We'll have clips up on social, on YouTube. Shout out to everyone supporting the YouTube. That is uh, really growing quick. So uh, you guys love having the clips and not full shows up there. So we're going to keep going with just the highlights of every show. And you guys can listen as you guys do, wherever you guys find podcasts. Thank you to everyone here at Blue Wire Studios for another great show in studio. We'll be at the MGM tomorrow, Radio Row, doing that for Canelo Week. Everyone, shout out to all you guys. Stay safe over the weekend. Enjoy all of this good-ass combat sports. Can't wait to be back next week. Until then, though, for myself, for the old man Andreas Hill, we're out. Peace. On the